Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun, sermonaudio.com. I'm Bob, and this is the North Korea audio weblog. I'm reading today from three separate sources. There's a lot of overlap, I have to confess right away. Things that you already know, too, but perhaps we need to keep being reminded about. This is from Breitbart. Now, you've been hearing about Breitbart on the news lately, here in uh, February, March 2017. Uh, a new report by a leading watchdog group has identified 2016 as the worst year yet for Christian persecution. Christian began monitoring persecution 25 years ago. The report, which is produced annually by Open Doors USA, found that persecution of Christians rose globally for the third year in a row, reaching unprecedented levels in countries located in South and Southeast Asia, among other locations. Christians throughout the world continue to risk imprisonment, loss of home and assets, torture, beheadings, rape, and even death as a result of their faith, the report stated. The World Watch List ranks the 50 countries across the globe where persecution of Christians is most severe. In 25 years of chronicling and ranking the political and, and societal restrictions on religious freedom experienced by Christians worldwide, Open Doors researchers identified 2016 as the worst year yet. The report corroborated an earlier study from the Turin-based Center for Studies on New Religions, CESNUR, CESNUR, which found that during the year 2016, some 90,000 Christians uh, were killed for their faith around the world. The director of CESNUR and leader of the study, Dr. Massimo Introvigna, told Breitbart News that Christians are the most persecuted religious group in the world, and the number of those affected are staggering. Islamic extremism remains the dominant driver of Christian persecution in the world, responsible for initiating oppression and conflict in 35 out of the 50 countries on the list. Moreover, nine out of the top 10 countries where Christians suffer extreme persecution have populations that are at least 50% Muslim. Islamic oppression remains the most common cause of pressure against Christians, the report states, and it is rising more sharply in Africa, where more people are killed for their Christian faith than anywhere else in the world. For the 14th straight year, North Korea tops the list as the most dangerous place to be a Christian, followed by Somalia, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Sudan, Syria, Iraq, Iran, Yemen, Eritrea. And uh, while killings of Christians in Nigeria saw a dramatic increase of more than 62% in 2016, the most violent nation is now Pakistan, which climbed at number four on the list for a level of anti-Christian violence exceeding even northern Nigeria. Last Easter Sunday, an Islamist terror group affiliated with the Pakistani Taliban carried out a suicide bombing in Lahore, Pakistan, killing more than 70 children and adults. The target was Christians, said a spokesman for the group, adding that the jihadists wanted to send a message to Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif that we have entered 
Lahore. Well, the watch list examines the pressures faced by Christians in five spheres of life, private, family, community, national, and church, plus levels of religiously motivated violence in order to rank the top 50 countries where Christians face the most persecution. By the specific criteria used, approximately 215 million Christians experience high, very high, or extreme persecution, the study found. The Open Doors Watch List is audited by the International Institute for Religious Freedom. Moving over to a, play, a magazine called The Biblical Recorder and zeroing in on North Korea now, as this uh, log does normally. North Korea ranks as the most dangerous country for Christians for the 16th consecutive time after a year in which the persecution of followers of Jesus continued to rise, according to a new report. Release of the annual World Watch List from Open Doors USA came as religious freedom advocates call for President-elect Trump to act in the first 100 days of his administration to protect Christians and other people of faith overseas. About 215 million Christians underwent high, very high, or extreme persecution last year in the 50 countries on its watch list. Open Doors reported January 11 on that. Open Doors, which has served the persecuted church overseas for more than 60 years, defines persecution as hostility endured by a person because of his identification with Christ. It can include loss of property, imprisonment, torture, rape, and death. According to Open Doors, the top 10 countries where Christians face the most severe, and then it gives the 10 that I just gave you. Um, they have a 100-point system on each one, and North Korea got 92 out of 100 on their persecution level. Open Doors List is a crucial and sobering source of information to help Christians know how to pray and advocate for their persecuted brothers and sisters, said Travis Wussow. Vice President for Public Policy, as well as General Counsel of the Southern Baptist Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. This advocacy makes a real difference in shaping U.S. policy, which can in turn play a crucial role in protecting the persecuted church around the world. In written remarks for Baptist Press, Wusso encouraged all believers to review the report and to select one or two countries and pray for the church there by name. David Curry, who is president of Open Doors, said in a written statement, now the list clearly shows Christians in the West need to advocate on behalf of those who do not have the same religious freedom privileges that we do. Curry and others have urged Trump, who in this report will be inaugurated January 20. This, this report came out January 13 to take steps in the opening days of his administration to protect international religious liberty. The 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative has drafted and solicited signers for a letter urging the president to retain or nominate in his first 100 days an ambassador at large for international religious freedom and a special advisor for religious minorities in the Near East and South Central Asia. Both those positions in the U.S. State Department 
could be vacant by the end of January. David Sapperstein, whose work as ambassador at large the last two years has been commended by conservatives and liberals, apparently will have to leave his post by the inauguration, according to a Trump transition memo first reported by the New York Times. World Magazine said in a January 9 article, Knox Thames, also highly regarded across the board for his services the last 16 months as the first special advisor for religious minorities, will lose his job January 31 unless the Trump administration retains him. And I'm sorry I don't have an update on that. You can let me know if you know about that, and I'll get it out to the people. Senator James Lanksford, a Southern Baptist, told the, the world... Um, um, during this unconventional transition, I encourage the Trump administration to make religious freedom positions a priority and maintain key offices within the State Department. Though North Korea is a communist country that enforces worship of its leader, Muslim extremism remained the primary forces driving persecution last year, with Islamic forces instigating it in 35 of the 50 countries according to Open Doors. Persecution increased especially in South and Southeast Asia, reaching levels of violence experienced in such areas as the Middle East and Sub-Saharan Africa, <clears throat> Open Doors reported. In Asia, the persecution was fueled by dramatic religious nationalism and government insecurity, according to Open Doors. Commonly, teetering governments scapegoated Christians. Pakistan, which moved from number six to number four this year, was the most violent country, surpassing the violence in northern Nigeria by Muslims against Christians. India reached its highest ranking ever of number 15 because of Hindu violence toward Christians. In its research to uh, compile the World Watch List, Open Doors measures the freedom of Christians in five areas of life, private, family, community, national, and church. Its researchers also gauge the degree of violence. Release of the latest Open Doors list followed a December 30 report of a study by the Italian-based Center for Studies on New Religions, which found Christians are the world's most persecuted faith group. Using an admittedly broader definition of dying for religious reasons, the study reported nearly 90,000 Christians died for their faith in 2016. The list... Now, the full report of the 2017 Open Doors Watch List is available at opendoorsusa.org forward slash Christian persecution. I believe there's a hyphen after Christian, perhaps not. Uh, forward slash again after persecution, World Watch List. And there are hyphens between World, Watch, World and Watch and Watch and List. And then another forward slash at the end. Last year... The State Department designated 10 countries of particular concern, a uh, category reserved for especially severe violations. This is not open door now. This is the State Department of the United States government. They were Burma, China, Eritrea, Iran, North Korea, Saudi Arabia, Sudan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan. And there you have it. Forbes magazine, believe it or not, also covering this story. I think we've got time to cover it. Also, again, there will be 
a lot of overlap here, but why not repeat it till we get it in our spirits, right? North Korea, once again, tops the charts as the world's worst persecutor of Christians, and then they quote open doors again. Nearly three years ago, a United Nations Commission of Inquiry found the Kim regime guilty of crimes against humanity, in part due to its persecution of Christians. Surprisingly, little has been done since then to improve religious freedom or human rights in North Korea. Michael Kirby, the chief commissioner of the COI report, by the way, the date on this is January 25, noted that one of its most overlooked findings was the section on religious persecution. The COI found that North Koreans have no right to religious freedom. Instead, they're forced to worship the Kim family. People caught conducting illegal religious activities are often tortured, sent to prison camps, even killed for their faith. North Korean Christians, estimated to number between 200,000 and 400,000 people, face particularly onerous persecution. North Korean refugees repatriated from China or elsewhere are regularly asked if they had contact with Christian missionaries. Those who had met Christians, the COI found, report found, were subjected to harsher punishment, often sent to political prison camps where conditions are far worse than those of normal prison camps. The brutal Kim regime has been known to throw three generations of a family into political prison camps just for possessing a Bible or practicing Christianity. The regime uses threats and intimidation, including public executions, to maintain its grip on power. The Committee for Human Rights in North Korea reports that the regime actually profits from its abuse of North Koreans. Profits from forced labor, for example, may help fund the DPRK's nuclear and missile programs. Kim's regime hopes soon to pose an existential threat to the U.S., since the regime, regime uses religious persecution to maintain its grip on power, it's in the interest of the U.S. government to curtail this persecution. And despite the closed nature of the hermit kingdom, there are things that the United States can do. North Korea, as we said a while ago, has been listed as a country of particular concern in the State Department report. CPCs are guilty of severe forms of persecution, including torture, discrimination, denial of religious freedom. Despite North Korea's designation as a CPC, sanctions under the International Religious Freedom Act have been waived and subsumed under sanctions that have been imposed pursuant to the Jackson-Vanik Amendment. This strategy has failed to garner compliance. Due to North Korea's ongoing violations of religious freedom, it should remain a country of particular concern and face sanctions under IRFA, specifically for its violations of religious freedom. The U.S. should step up its efforts to provide North Koreans, especially religious communities, with news and information denied them by the government. In addition to filling the information void, accurate information assuring persecuted persons that they are not forgotten or alone, can be a huge boon to the afflicted and their supporters. Current information efforts range from governmental to non-governmental 
religious as well as secular, and come from foreign sources as well as North Korean refugee groups. Examples of such efforts include U.S. and South Korean government-funded radio broadcasts into North Korea, the Human Rights Foundation's Hack North Korea event that brainstormed the use of emerging technologies to improve information access, and the partnership between the Defense Freedom Forum and Free North Korea Radio that employs North Korean refugees to conduct religious and non-religious broadcasts into North Korea. These efforts should continue to be supported, stepped up, and advanced. Advancing religious freedom is a core component of U.S. foreign policy. Persecuted North Koreans certainly need assistance. It's time to transfer power from the Kim regime to the people of North Korea by improving access to information which has the potential to aid the persecuted and to amplify their voices. Well, that's all from Forbes magazine, and a lot of these opinions are from secular people. Even the secular world is aghast at what is going on in North Korea. I trust that you are too. Not discouraged or defeated or depressed about any of this, but truly concerned. Truly setting aside some time for prayer. Would you put it on your schedule? You, I hope you have a prayer list, a prayer schedule, a prayer time, place. When you go there every day, how about just putting North Korea on the list? God help them. Let's pray right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we can't comprehend it. We don't understand it. We don't want to suffer ourselves. We are very comfortable. We're used to not suffering for Jesus. Change our outlook. Give us all grace to pick up the cross and follow you. We know it's not just those people that are called to this. Show us what it is that's on your heart. and Give us courage. Give us courage to follow you. You said if we don't take that cross, we can't be your disciples. We need you, Lord. We really need you. We really desire you. We want to follow you, and we want you to help our brothers and sisters in North Korea, even now, please, would you would you allow that persecution to stop? Would you would you change the government, whatever the cost of price, whatever the political ramifications, just change it, Lord, change it. You're able to save Kim Jong Un if you want. I mean, if you if he wants, I pray, grace, God, salvation to come to this nation, liberty, new things that we cannot even imagine. God, help your people. We know you love them much more than we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with me today. Remember to stop in from time to time to see what's going on here at the Hackberry House of Chosun website, sermonaudio.com. Lord willing, we will talk again soon. Bye-bye.